Did you know that when you tithe, it releases the power of God's presence into your life? In this last installment of the series titled Frequently Asked Questions on Tithe, Offerings and Fast Fruits, Pastor Bonnie Bahati teaches on the blessings of the tithe in reference to the book of Malachi. Be blessed as you listen and implement. So we've been looking at the series on frequently asked questions on tithes and offerings. I hope I've answered your question so far on offerings. Is anyone who has a question about offering up to now? Do you know the attitude of offering? Eh? Do you know the respect offering? Do you understand quality and quantity? And last week I started answering the question on tithe. So today I want to finish on tithing. So last week I asked, I showed you what is the tithe, right? And where it came from, right? So today now I want to show you the blessing of the tithe. The blessing of the tithe. The blessing of the tithe. So my sermon today is titled, The Blessing of the Tithe. Ladies and gentlemen, the book of Malachi is known as the source from which a lot of teachings is drawn when it comes to the subject of tithe. Now, it was written following the exilic, exilic experience of the children of Israel. Like this book was written because of their exile. So as soon as they came out of exile and gaining freedom, and being in their own land, they became very comfortable and began to put aside the practice of the word of God. So God sent to them a prophet called Malachi to speak to them concerning the comfort they are in and how they have started to walk away. From what? To walk away from what God intends them to do, and that is to practice the word of God. So today, I want us to have a wholesome look at what the tithing is from the book of Malachi. So the book of Malachi needs to be looked at as a wholesome message to a people or to a group of people. It is also a wholesome message to the church of Jesus Christ. When we do this, we will be able to see all the blessings which accompany the believer who chooses to obey God, especially in the area of their tithe. Because the book of Malachi is written in, in a wholesome view towards a certain group of people. And in this case, the church of Jesus Christ, concerning them not practicing the word of God after they have come out of exile. So when you read the book of Malachi, have a wholesome appeal or have a wholesome idea. So when you read from Malachi chapter 1 to the last chapter, try and read it as a whole book. Don't segregate it. Don't say this one is good, this is not good, this is not, I don't like this, I'll practice this. If you do that, you'll miss the importance and the message that is in the book of Malachi. Tell, about, tell your neighbor, neighbor, when you read the book of Malachi, read it holistically. Are we together? So the first blessing of the tithe is God's name will be made great everywhere you go. Number one blessing of the tithe is God's name will be made great everywhere you go. God's name will be made great everywhere you go. Malachi chapter 1, verse 11. Malachi 1, 11. Can we read the Bible together? 1, 2, 3. It's on the screen. Are you still writing? Okay, finish writing. God's blessing. God's name will be made great everywhere you go. Are you done writing? Beautiful. Can we read on the screens? 1, 2, 3. 
For from the rising, uh -huh, even it's going down, my name shall be made great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering for my name shall be among the nations. For my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, the first blessing that comes to Atida is that the name of the Lord is made great. So God makes his name great. The name of the Lord is not simply used for identification. God makes his name much, or rather God makes much of his name. His name is not just used for identification. The name of God reveals the fact of, of, of what he wants to do and what he can do in our lives. We know that Jesus was given a name that is above every other name. The reason why the name of God is made great is because that name reveals what he wants to perform in our life at that particular time. Now, God is known in many ways, right? God has different names. Now, all those names represent God in a certain fashion. For example, Jireh means what? God my provider. God my what? I can't hear you. It means God my? That means when you want to see the provision of God, you identify him as Jireh, right? True or not true? Jehovah Rapha means what? God my? So when you want to see God as a healer, you identify him as Jehovah? So the names of God differentiate him depending on what he wants to do at a certain time. For example, the president of Kenya has many names. Number one, the president of Kenya is called the head of state. True or not true? So when he's addressing the nation, he's addressing as who? The head of? When he's chairing the cabinet meeting, he's doing it as who? He's doing it as who? Ah, talk to me. When he's addressing, when he's chairing the cabinet meeting, he's doing it as who? The head of? The president is also called the commander-in-chief. Right? So when he's addressing the military, he's addressing as who? But he's the same person. But different roles and different functions, depending on the name he is bearing. That's why when he comes to church, he does not come wearing combat. If he goes to church, I don't know. But if he goes to a church, do you expect he will come here dressed in combat? But if he goes to a military barracks, what will he be wearing? Because at that point, he's coming in as who? In the same manner, God has different names. When God shows up in your life, he's showing up depending on what you are provoking him to show up as. Most of us, we've provoked God to show up in our lives, not as a provider, because you've never seen him as someone who provides. So, makes God show up as a provider in your life. That's what the Bible says, go back to Malachi, yeah? from, the, from the rising of the sun, even to its going down. My name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name. So my name will be made great where offerings are offered to my name. So do you want the name of the Lord to be made great in your life? Then God is giving you the answer. He's saying, if you want my name to be made great, my name of provision, you have to offer offerings. Use the message Bible. Maybe that will make it easy. 
for some of us to understand. Can we read together? I am honored all over the world. Uh -huh. I am honored all over the world. And there are people who know how to worship, uh -huh. who honor me by bringing their best. Uh -huh. They are saying it everywhere. God is greater. This is the God. So there are people who know how to honor me by bringing their best to me. So because of that, my name is made great all over the world. So when God is saying my name has been made great all over the world, has the name of the Lord been made great in your world? In your world? Has it been made great? Can God say this guy knows how to worship me? He brings the best to me. So because of that, my name has been made great. The name of Jesus is also a very powerful name. The Bible says at the mention of his name, every knee shall and every tongue shall. So can we say that we can see the demonstration of the power of Jesus in your life? The power of that name in your life? Most of you, you give your life the name of Jesus to an extent that Jesus. When you want to curse, you say Jesus. So people have reduced the power in that name. They have trivialized it. Actually, they not reduced it because you can't reduce it because you're not God. They have trivialized it. Because the Bible says, and I gave him a name that is above every other name. So because you're not the one who gave that name, you can't lower it. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, the first blessing of the tithe is that the name of the Lord is made great. You don't know, you don't know. You guys may, may, not, may not know the power of names. But I'm telling you, there are places where you drop certain names and things move. Sushikwe. Like this week I was arrested with some policeman here on traffic offense. So, it was just a slight, but some border, border guy came from the side and hit my car. So the policeman was, I don't know why he was angry. And it's not my mistake. So I told him, okay, I'm not going to do whatever you are So he took me to the police station. So when we got there, he went and changed the story. He went and said, <laughs> I'm serious. I came to learn of it later on. He came and went and told the, the, the boss, and it's a lie. So the, the policeman said, ah, if he has done that, take him to the cell. So I went to the cell. This week, for the first time in my life, I entered into a cell. For the first time in my life. Then when I went in, I found someone from TGL. I said, ah. I said, this is why I came here. I couldn't believe it. I said, eh? He said, Pastor, Asante Kokuja. Asante, Nisaidia Nitoke. I said, eh? What do you mean? Kwani Kukuna Love Group. And it was on Thursday. I said, Kwani Kukuna Love Group. Ati Asante Kokuntemelea, Pastor. I went in to set the captives free. So I asked the guy. I did not even know him. I don't know him. He told me, Pastor Boni, you don't know me. I said, I don't know you. He said, I, Pastor Boni. He said, I'm a greater lover. I asked him, why are you here? So he gave me the reason why he was there. He said, then I asked him, then you cannot be a greater lover if that's the reason. He said, be Pastor, I'm really trying to overcome this thing. But the more I try, the harder I sink. So please help me. So when, he, when, when, when I entered in and he said, Pastor, everybody in the cell knew, whoa, <laughs> Pastor Mengia. He said, ah, <laughs> Akachoma. 
So now I had to hold a, I had to hold an ibadah inside there. I had to hold a service and to pray for all of them. So anyway, I prayed for them. Then now after some time, I I I was let out. So while I was there, what le- what made those guys release me is because a certain guy who is a commissioner of police called there because my wife told told them that I've been arrested. So when they called, just because of his, of her name, they were told release the pastor, and I was released just like that. That is the power of names. You understand? So names are not just for the sake of it. Names signify authority. So when you say in the name of Jesus, you are actually calling the highest name on the earth and in the heavens to your response. Now, if just a commissioner of police can call and say, released and is released, how much more when you say the name of Jesus? The name of Jesus has power on earth and in heaven. That name, anything on earth responds to that name. Everything in the heavens responds to that name. And everything under the earth responds to that name. So when the Bible says the name of the Lord is made great in your life, he's saying in heaven you'll be glorified. On earth you'll be glorified. Under the earth you'll be glorified. What else do you want? What else would you want? What else would you want, William? Would you not want to have a, a, someone who, who, who when you mention his name there is power? Things move? So God is giving you an opportunity. So the first blessing of the tithe is the blessing of making the name of the Lord great. Number two. Number two. God will sign a contract of peace with you. God will sign a contract of peace with you. God will sign a contract of peace with you. God will sign a contract of peace with you. Malachi chapter 2 verse 5. Surely we are looking at it. We are looking at the book of Malachi holistically. Malachi chapter 2 verse 5. The Bible says, My covenant with Levi was to give life and peace. I kept my covenant with him and he honored me. He stood in reverent awe before me. My covenant with Levi was to give him life and peace. So God signs a contract with you when you become a person who is faithful in their tithe. You go into contractual agreement with God. You know a contract is binding. Right? A contract is binding both parties. A contract means I'll fulfill my side and you also fulfill so as long as the contract is in force, nobody can violate it. That's why people are sued for violating a contract. Have you seen people being sued for violating a contract? For example, if you go, go to a, if you get employed, like very soon God will open a door for you to be employed. And maybe you work in a very sensitive office. The, the one of the contracts they ask you to sign is called an undisclosure agreement. Where anything you see in that office, you are not supposed to speak about it. And if peradventure you speak or leak information from that office, you are liable for prosecution. So as long as the contract is in force, you can't speak. That's why people wait for cabinet secretaries to finish their term. When they are out, that's when uh, uh, new journalists go and ask them, so tell us about your tenure in cabinet. But while in cabinet, they don't look for them. Like recently, if you've been seeing on the papers, they have been, uh, they have been interviewing different CSs who have been quitting and telling them, now give us the story, this story, how did it happen? Give it to us now. Because while they were in cabinet, they couldn't speak about it. But now they are out, they can speak. Because now they are no longer bound by that covenant. They are not bound by that contract. They are out of the contract. So ladies and gentlemen, in the same manner, when you become a faithful tither, you enter into contract with God. And the contract you enter with God is for life and peace. 
what else do human beings want except life and peace? What is the point of having money and no peace? You can't have, actually you can't even have money if you don't have peace. You will lose it. Why is the world right now shaken by what Putin is doing? Or you don't know what he's doing? Boyfriend, you don't know what he's doing. The FIFA. Are you when where the world is? And are you putting nani? Are you putting nani? Putin, Putin, where's he doing nani? And are you doing? And are you doing? 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 Are you is because if you take away the world peace, you're taking away prosperity. Because if there is no peace, there's no prosperity. And God is telling you, if you become a faithful tither, I will sign a contract of life and peace with you. So, post-exilic Israelites understood this blessing very much. Because they had been raided severally by their neighboring neighbors. And each time they were raided, they lost their freedom and they lost their peace and they lost their property. So God was assuring them that he would this time be with them. So this was so major to the Israelites because they knew if God is not with us, this property we have, this peace we have, will not be there. So this was something very important to God or to them. So they were willing to enter into contact with God because they knew the presence of God in their life brought peace. So when God says, I'm going to sign a contract with you, he's saying, I'm going to allow my presence to be with you. And when the presence of God is with you, there is peace. Ask yourself, is there peace in my life? Do you have peace? There is no peace in your life. Your idea of peace is screwed. But God is telling you, when you become a faithful tither, I'll enter into a covenant or a contract of peace with you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you can see his presence brings peace from Jesus Christ. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So God is bringing peace into your life through Jesus Christ. So when you become a faithful tither, you are signing a contract of peace. And this peace is coming in the name of Jesus or through Jesus Christ. Hey. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3, the Bible says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I want us to read this scripture together. One, two, three. Now everybody should read one, two, three. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts. God trusts in you. Ah, rather, uh, rather, because you trust in the Lord, he will keep you in perfect peace. I can tell you for free, my friends, don't take peace for granted. Don't take peace for granted. Most of us here, you've not lived through a season of lack of peace because in 207, you were too young. You were how old? What were 2000. You were seven years. You understood nothing. You didn't know what was happening. That's why right now, if you are told by politicians, pick stones and throw, you are quick to do. But if you ask someone who went through that ordeal, saw it eye, eyeball to eyeball, saw it on TV, they are terrified. 
Because peace is not something you play around with. Tell about peace is not something you play around with. Peace is so crucial and so important. So when God is saying, I'm going to sign a contract of peace with you, he's giving you the ultimate of it. Peace is the ultimate. Every world leader wants peace. We want peace. All of us here want peace. You want peace in your marriage. Can you imagine getting married to a woman who is always at war? Quarrelsome. The Bible says it's better to live in the corner of the house or in the antique of your house than to live with a quarrelsome woman. That is how much peace is needed in marriage. And God is telling you when you become a faithful tither, I'll sign a contract of peace. I'll keep him in peace, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me. When you put your mind on God and on the things of God, he keeps you in perfect peace. Some of you are still young, so you don't understand why you need marriage. You need peace in marriage. I'm waiting for you on this side. We will talk when you get here. You will be coming for counseling saying, Pastor, hey, hey, hey. Nafikanga kwa nyumba satano, na six nimetoka. Kwa nini? Nastake tu wanae na bibi, nafikanga kwa melala, na naamuka kabudu before amuki. Because peace is very important. You can imagine how that girlfriend of yours is not giving you peace. The kind of life you are living. And you are not married. Now how much more when she bears your name? Where you can't change. Viewers is not giving you peace. Shaitani. When he sees you hugging a guy in church. Makosa. And I can be a woman who hug 45 minutes. I only one second. You have no peace. I saw another movie recently by Butita. Of this particular lady who was following him with a drone. The lady was a psycho. She follows you with a drone. Can you imagine? <laughs> Everywhere you go, CIA. She tells you, Ukwapi? Ati niko konyumba. Waya cha mchezo. Sina kuona hapo police station. Sina kuona hapo petrol station. Unafanya nini hapo na huyo demu? Ebu angalia juu. Kazi ni wasichana tu. Unangalia juu. Drone niko hapo. Oh my God. So you have no peace. You can even, you, can, you know, you know what? To be, to be, to be under surveillance. You know nobody here can live continuously 24-7 with a camera following them. Nobody here can live. You can't survive. One of the things that made Michael Jackson break down was that. Michael Jackson. You know Michael Jackson? Aya, mujuyo. Najwa Michael Anjoy. Michael Jackson. Moonwalk. One of the greatest who ever lived. Michael Jackson. One of the things that made him break down was that. His life was continuously under surveillance because of what he was doing as a superstar. So cameras everywhere. So he became nuts. Because you know when you see cameras, you, you, somehow you just begin to act up. You start telling yourself, behave, behave, behave. And you and I know it's not all the time you want to behave. There are times you want to camera So camera so tell your neighbor, neighbor, when God is telling you, I'll give you peace. He is giving you the ultimate. So the second blessing of a tither is that God gives you peace. You sign a contract of peace with God. Can you imagine having salary and not having peace to enjoy it? What is the point of having a salary that you don't enjoy? What's the point? Unapata salary, Like Pastor Mark was giving me a story of a certain guy they work with. And the guy was telling him, come and pray for me, I think. Was it that's the case? 
give, a, give Pastor Mark the mic. What was the story? Where I work, we normally get commissions every, every month. That is in addition to our salaries. And at the time, it used to come a week to when we are supposed to get our salaries. So if it, it would come around the 20th, 21st, somewhere there, every month. So this particular month, it, we ended up getting the highest that we had ever gotten the whole year. Like it was good money. So when immediately, and then during that time, it used to come uh, just by M-Pesa. So let's get ding, 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 ding. We would all look at our phones and we were celebrating. We were so happy, like, hey, hey. You know, so we'd be excited and everything. And then when I looked around, I realized my boss, at the time he wasn't my boss, uh, he was just seated alone. So all of us are celebrating. We are happy. Ah, we're, we're excited. But him, he's alone and he's looking at his phone. So I went and I asked him, okay, so what, what, what's the problem? Are you okay? I'm a messenger in here. I'm a messenger in here. I can't even see you, but after two mingia heavy, I received a phone call from the police station. <laughs> so, Kamuza said, Huh? Nime Fanyika, at Sistangu, Ali Mok Bishan and a police. I laugh. I A lady? Yes. Ali Mok Bishan and a police. Akagonga police. And now yeah. the money that they are asking for. And now the money they are asking for is exactly what you have received. Is exactly what you've received. <laughs> I'm telling you the devourer is real. The devourer is real. Exactly what you've received. Satan orchestrates a plan somewhere. And your sister goes into violence and hits a policeman. And what the policeman is asking for to free your sister is exactly what you've received. So I was saying, what is the point of having money and no peace? Because some of your life is like that. Unapokia tu pesa hivi. Unapokia tu hivi. Unarusha mayo kwa batimbaya. Inagonga dirisha wenyewe. Unapasua. Umekua tu kitembea hivi. Ukua na shida na mtu. Pesa inaingia. Pesa ikiingia. Ukiaza furaia tu hivi. Unakajaga mayaya watu. Unashikwa. Unanui mayai. Aulipi peke yake. Unalipa kreti muzima. Kredi ni pesa ngapi? 2,000. Nani ngapi umeingiza? 1,900. Leta yote. Na unabakia na miyawenye? There's no point of having money with no peace. So when God gives you peace, he's giving you the ultimate. Look, me, I would want to enjoy my money. I would really want to enjoy my money. With peace. Nikisikia kula kakuku, nakula. Nikisikia kula samaki. Sikia tisenye pitu pesa ya samaki meingia hivi. Bibiangwa nalipigia simu, hakuna diaper. Oh, I refuse. I refuse. That shall not be your portion in Jesus' name. When you become a faithful tither, you enter into a contract of peace with God. Number three. Number three. God will rise in swift offense against all that, all that attacks the tither. God, God will rise in swift offense against all that attacks the tither. God will rise in swift offense against all that attacks the tither. Malachi 3.5. Okay, can we read together? One, two, three. And I will come near you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerer, against the adulterer, against the prejudice, against those who exploit wage earners, 
and widows and orphans and against those who turn away an alien because they don't fear me, says the Lord. So I want you to take note of the word sorcerer. I will rise in swift witness against the sorcerer. Now sorcerer in both Greek and Hebrew means witchcraft. A lot of you, you are under the influence of witchcraft. And you don't know. Witchcraft speaks of manipulation. Witchcraft speaks of manipulation and control. It speaks of control, manipulation, and bondage. Control, manipulation, and bondage. Most of you, because you're not, you not a faithful tither, you are under a certain control, a certain bondage, and a certain manipulation. You are under a spell, you are under witchcraft, a certain control, a spirit is controlling you. When you are broke, no girl wants you. When money comes in, because the control of the spirit is above you, they sense when money has come in. So all of a sudden, girls show up. And with no minute, you are broke again. Because Satan wants to keep you in perpetual brokenness. Even actually, some of you, God is keeping you broke the way you are to save you. Because you keep on a person who is church. It's true. So God has seen that this one is not faithful. So I'll keep in perpetual brokenness. So God says, those who tithe, I will rise in swift offense and in their defense against sorcerers, against witchcraft. The reason why I'm always in Iroga, because Babu Mimi, by the grace of God, I pay my tithe. So it is back to sender. But where control, manipulation, and bondage is at work. You are bound by things and you don't know. You are bound by your witchcraft is simply words. Witchcraft is not that he just saying that guy will not make it. And it's true. I've seen people who have been told that. And it's true. They go, get their money, and do that. I know a story of a certain young girl. She was rebellious towards the mother. And the mother told him, You, you see how rebellious you are just because you've gotten little money. She was going, the lady was going to the UK. She the mother told her, You will go to the UK, do your degree, finish your degree. Fast forward, she went to the UK, did her degree, came to sell beans. That's witchcraft. That's bondage. That's manipulation. That's control. And God is saying, I'll rise in swift offense. I will do what? Against the sorcerer. So when you become a tither, when people want to do their things against you, to manipulate you, to put you under bondage, to put you under control. God rises in offense and defends you. So who defends you at this time? Now that you don't pay tithes. Nobody. You are a defenseless city. It's like you have a very beautiful house that has no doors. Everybody can walk in when they want. You know, door gives access. When you shut that door, you mean, I don't want people to come in. But now your house is very beautiful. Then it is by the roadside. Number one. Then number two, it has no doors and no fence. Defenseless. Defenseless. 
Nobody defends you. Who defends you when you are under attack? Ukraine were depending on NATO to defend them. We will help evacuate. That was their saying. And NATO had promised if you are under attack in 92, they signed a, a, a treaty. They were told you don't need to have nuclear. That's the only European nation with no nuclear. That's why they are being tossed like that. If they had nuclear, nobody will touch them. Now they don't have nuclear. You know, you know in Europe, all those Europe minus all those European nations minus I think Ukraine and a few others on Eastern Europe, all of them have nuclear. So if you touch somebody, you know what your nuclear is. Nuclear is dangerous. So if you touch me, it's like everybody is armed to the teeth. He's just waiting for provocation. <laughs> it's like just waiting for provocation. Everybody's ready. But they told Ukraine in 92, don't sign any agreement. Don't, don't have nuclear. We will defend you. Now they're under attack. The people who are to defend them are looking. They are saying, you know, if we attack this guy, this can be a full-blown war. Because he's behaving like he's mad. So if we go in, it can declare war to the whole world. So let's just watch and see what he does. Let's give sanctions. Sanctions and people are dying. But they had been promised in 92. Don't do what? Don't have nuclear. We will take care of you. So who is defending you? Who, who are you in agreement with? Like Kenya, I, I read recently that we have, an, we have a treaty agreement with Israel. If we are under attack, the first person to defend us is Israel. Because you remember in, when we had the bomb blast, the first army to arrive was the Israeli army. Because we are in agreement, we are in a military agreement with them. If we are under attack, they will defend us. And thus we will take care of their interest in Africa. So who you, you, who are you in agreement with? If you are under attack, who will come to, to your defense? Baba ako akutambui. Atana uwezo. He would want to, but he doesn't have the power. Pastor wako, ata akujui. So siya chana kutajanga jina ako ni kiyomba, siijui. Now, wanyetuna jina zao, niyo mi utaja. So you, who will speak for you? Who will rise up in defense for you? When you're almost being fired, who can you text and say, hey man, I'm in a mess, please pray for me. And you believe that that person, when they pray, there is answers. Who? To make the matter worse, even God was to protect you. you he opposes you. He says, ah, we are Because you are proud. One way I know you are proud is because you've refused to give God what is his. That is pride. And the Bible says the Lord opposes, but he gives grace to, he gives grace to the humble, but opposes the proud. So who will rise in your defense, in your offense? Who will rise? And say, He will come out with a sword, a flaming sword, and say, don't dare touch. If you touch this one, we kill you. Who will rise in offense for you? I know it's a hard message. Because you need to think and ask yourself. When my son was born and he had a condition, his brain was dead. Part of his brain was dead. I told God, now Lord, I've been serving you. I've been your servant. Rise in my defense. And he rose in my defense and healed my son. So you, who will you tell God? What will you tell him? What will you bring to the negotiating table? God is loving. God is all kind. Yeah, God is all those things. But remember, God works with principles. Because he's the one who instituted the principles. It's not us. It is him who put them there. So utambia God, ukikuja kudegotiate na God. Kama wenye Abraham alikuwa anegotiate na Mungu. Have you seen in the book of Genesis? 
when, when, when Sodom was almost being destroyed and his brother was there, he said, Lord, let me negotiate with you at least. If you find 50, will you still destroy? And before God went to destroy, he said, shall I destroy without telling Abraham, my friend? Can God say that about you? And before you say it, because they are people like that. They are in covenant with God. Like if you saw in the book of Genesis, again, the story of Jacob. Laban told him what? I know by reason of experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. So you being in my life has made God bless me. You are, my re you are my salvation. So if you exit my life, it means that God will stop blessing me. And God will bless whoever you will go into contact with. So who will rise in? The Bible says that if you are a tither, God will rise in offense against sorcerers. That's why kuna watuwezi vuta kazi. Unawaendea kwa boss, boss bala ya kuwavuta na wapenda. Anawapromote, unashanga hai. Kwa kusuma umu ni mchawi. Si mchawi. Or, or they fire you instead. Like some guy was trying to have Pastor Mark fired. Instead of Pastor Mark being fired, that guy was fired. He just came and told me, Pastor, this guy is really frustrating me and he wants me. He told me he'll make sure I'm fired. I told him, in the, in the place of firing you, they'll fire him. Three, how many months? Three weeks later, the guy was fired. And Pastor Mark is still there. He was actually promoted. In the place of firing, he was promoted. Because God rises in swift offense. He does what? Number four. The blessing of the tithe. Is it number four? It is sinking. Number four. Tithing will bring victory over all injustice. Tithing will bring justice. Ah, will bring victory over all injustice. Tithing will bring victory over all injustice. Genesis 31 verse 38. So God promises to rise against those who exploit wage earners in the scripture we read. He also promises to rise against those who oppress widows and those who oppress orphans. So remember the experience of Jacob when he was serving his father-in-law for more than 20 years. And he was only paid a bachelor's salary, which in itself was adjusted several times downwards. So he was also made to pay for every damage he had. So Alaban was so angry. Uh, Jacob was so angry. He said, in the 20 years I've worked for you, you are used and she goats never miscarried. I have never feasted on the rams from your flock. Uh -huh. Okay, don't use message unless I tell you to, please. Can we read it together? For the 20 years I've been with you, your ewes and your female goats have never miscarried. They are young ones and have not eaten the rams of their flock. Verse 39. That which was torn by beast I did not bring to you. I bore this loss of it. You required it from my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Like when it is eaten by a beast, I did not come and tell you, oh, kondoyako ilikuliwa, zi. I took that loss. When it was lost by day, I brought it. When it was stolen, I paid for it. Verse 40. There I was in the 
in the in the day drought consumed me and the frost by night and my sleep departed from my eyes like i went through a lot because of your oppression i could not sleep in the night i was consumed by the sun during the day verse 41 that's the story of so many of you well, those who work for windy <laughs> well, well, and you are working and maybe you misplace something you pay for it you are under continuous oppression Can you read together? One, two, three. Thus, I have been in your house 20 years. I have served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flock. And you've changed my wages 10 times. 10 times you've changed my wages. I have served you 14 years for your two wives and six years. Do you know you are working for somebody? For 14 years, you've been working to get wives. For six years, you've been working for flocks. 20 years. Then in those 20 years, you've changed my wages 10 times. <laughs> People are wicked. People are wicked. They tell you, Sujali, if you hit the target, we are going to give you double bonus, double salary. You hit the target. Wicked. Let's continue. Verse 42, or that's the end. Can we read it together? The God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely, now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you last night. So, Mungu wala wala last night God rebuked you. So, when you pay your tithe, God rebukes people. On your behalf. He says you cannot oppress that guy like that. That's why some people don't like you, but they have to promote you. They don't like you. They don't like you, but they have to add your salary. They don't like you, but they have to make sure you graduate. No akupendi. Lecture akupendi missing mark. Lakini lecture ana mungu na mshika hivi. Ana mbia tafuta hizo marks. Weka. Lazima so and so a graduate him waka. Wengine wana zungushwa. Ya lali. Lecture alali juu yako. It is God rebuking them in the night. Taking away their sleep. Their, your, your name is just ringing in their head. Dinari has to graduate. Make sure you find her marks. Some marks are not going to be a Because she is being rebuked by the Lord. So God gives you victory over so many afflictions. When you pay your tithe, God does what? Gives you victory over afflictions. So, uh -huh, verse 43. And one, two, three. And Laban answered and said to Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and this flock is my flock. All that you see is mine. But what can I do this day to these my daughters or to their children whom they have born? Uh -huh. Now therefore, come, let us make a covenant to you and I. Let it be a witness between you and me. Uh -huh. So Jacob took a stone and set up a pillar. Uh -huh. Then Jacob said to his brethren, gather stones. And they took the stones and made a heap. And they ate there on the heap. Laban called Jaga Shuda, that guy, Shahudad. That's a good name to call your daughter. Shahudad. Sakuda. Sahuda. Okay, that name. But Jacob called it Gilad. Uh -huh. 
And Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore, its name was called Galit. Uh-huh. And also Mizpah, because he said, My God watches between, may the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent from one another. So God had made sure the guy was rebuked that he had to go into covenant. And God was the one who was watching to see that what Laban has promised, he has fulfilled. May that be your story in Jesus' name. As you pay your tithe, may God cause people to go into covenant with you. And may God be the one to watch to make sure that that covenant is fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Number five. The blessing of the tithe. It will reveal to you God's unchanging character in his provision, healing, power, and deliverance. It will reveal to you God's unchanging character in his provision, healing, power, and deliverance. It will, it will reveal to you God's unchanging character in his provision, healing, power, and deliverance. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. For I am the Lord, I don't change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. For I am the Lord, I change not. The character of God does not change. Because of that, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that God is constant. He is never changing. Always faithful. He is always faithful to provide. Always faithful to heal. Always faithful to deliver. Always faithful to empower. However, these blessings are only available to the one who was chosen to walk by faith and also obey him. If he, did, if he did it before, he will do it again. Because he is not subject to environmental circumstances. He is not, he is not subject to generational change. He is not subject to customary change. He is not, he is not, he is not uh, whatever, what is that called? He is not subject to spiritual changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not not consumed. You're not consumed. Why? Because I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So God is not affected by economy. economy Kenya So one million He will not do that. God is so eh? So no No, I machida. Wow, 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 wow. So should I do? So should I do? God will never do that. He's not subject to spiritual laws. He's not subject to environmental laws. He's not subject to customary laws. No. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So when you pay your tithe, God will prove to you his character of provision. He will prove it to you that I am God. I change not. That's why I told you what you do with the 10 dictates what happens with the 90. So the Bible says, I am the Lord. I don't change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Six, it releases the power of God's presence to your life. It releases the power of God's presence to your life. The tithe releases the power of God's presence to your life. Malachi chapter 3 verse 7. 
Malachi chapter 3 verse 7. Malachi chapter 3 verse 7. It's on the screen. Can we read it together? One, two, three. Uh -uh, everybody should read this on the screen. One, two, three. Yet from the days of your fathers, you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of the hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Use uh, King James. One, two, three. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But you say, how shall we return? Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Having the presence of God is more powerful than seeking his power. Write that down. Having the presence of God is more powerful than seeking his power. He says, return to me and I will return to you. Return to me and I will return to you. Having the presence of God is far greater than seeking his power. Why do I say this? Where a king is present, his power will also be. So the beauty of the presence of God means that it comes with his essence. The beauty of the presence of the Lord is that his presence will come with his essence, his character, and his capacity will also reside with you. So when you seek the presence of God, you are actually saying, Lord, I want you, and if I have you, I have your power. Look, if the president comes right now here, do you think he comes alone? The whole power of this nation comes to this room. The whole power to call for war in this nation comes to this room. The whole power to say, employ everybody in this room and give them 100,000 is in this room. True or not true? Because if you have his presence, you have his power. So when God was saying, return to me, and I will return to you, you're saying, I'll give you my presence. And if you have my presence, you have my power. That's why Moses prayed and said, Lord, I will not go unless you go with me. And the Lord told him, my presence shall surely go with you, and I'll give you rest. When you have the presence of God, ladies and gentlemen, you have the power of God with you. That's why people who carry the presence of God don't need to shout about some things. They just say things and things move. Because they don't need sometimes to consult. Like Elijah, when he said there shall not be no rain until after my word. Do you think he had prayed about it? Do you think he went to 21 days of prayer and fasting? He just said at my word, there shall be no rain. And there was no rain for 21. For how many days? For three years. There was no rain. Three and a half years there was no rain. Why did he do that? Because he had the presence of God. So if he has the presence of God, the power of God is also there. So learn to seek the presence of God. One way you seek the presence of God is when you pay your tithe. The presence of God comes and abounds with you. It stays with you. And do you want the power or do you want the presence? If you are to choose between power and presence, what do you choose? I'm asking a question. If you are to choose between power and presence, what do you choose? Why? Because if you have the presence, you have the power. So return to me and I will return to you. From now on, I see you walking in the power of God. 
Because you have the presence of God with you. I say you have the presence of God with you. So I see you walking in the power of God. Number seven, the blessing of the tithe. Number seven, the blessing of the tithe. The inflow of divine ideas. The inflow of divine ideas. The inflow of divine ideas. You see, ideas rules the world. You see, right now as I speak, the world is in the midst of the fourth revolution. Right? The first revolution was the, called the agrarian revolution. Agriculture, agrarian revolution. That started in Mesopotamia. Right? Eh? History in Mesopotamia. That was the first revolution. Where people started digging canopies. So that they can start having agriculture. Right? The second revolution was this revolution. The second revolution was called the industrial revolution. When we started having industries. Do you remember? Do you remember? How many remember? You've read. Not like you were there. You've read. Industries started emerging. We started having industries. And people started being employed in industries. Right? Then after the, 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 the second revolution, we went to the third revolution. Which was technological revolution. Where now technology became a big deal. Right? It has gone all through up to when Facebook started. That is still a technological uh, revolution. The internet, all that. Right now, we are in the fourth revolution. That is why we are, they are thinking about creating a metaverse. Have you heard of the metaverse? Metaverse is not social media. Metaverse is a virtual world that people will live in virtually. You'll have an avatar of yourself living in another world where you can trade and sell. You can live. You can work. That's the fourth revolution. Now, all this revolution, when they came in, they have made people billionaires. There's a 34-year-old called Mike Zuckerberg. He's called like this guy, Mark. But there's a difference between him and this one. <laughs> one Mark is rich. Another Mark is trying to be rich. What made Mark rich? Just ideas. Divine ideas can make you rich. There's a book that I had asked you guys to read away some time back. It's called Final Quest. In Final Quest, is a vision of heaven. Rick Joyner had a vision of heaven. Jesus appeared to him and he went with him to heaven. So at one point when he was walking with Jesus, Jesus told him, anybody who has done something that is stupendous in the world, like an invention or something unique, they have interacted with me. But they didn't know they were interacting with me. He told them, think of Albert Einstein, anyone who has discovered something in this world. Because I am the one who instituted those things. Those guys have interacted with me, but they didn't know they were interacting with me. So any idea you see in the world, that person, any, any idea you see, that person has interacted with the spiritual realm. That's why some movies you see depict the way the spiritual realm looks like. They interacted with the spiritual realm without knowing they were interacting with the spiritual realm. So God can give you a divine idea that can change you. So tithing allows the inflow of divine ideas. Kuna don't have my idea, by the way. Usifikide kila mdoka na my idea. Kuna mdoka na giza. Ana sayi amelala. Sayi naongea hivi. Ana idea kwenye ya kuwapa. Numana amelala. But there are people who with ideas that are crazy. The ideas that start small and become big. Recently I was reading in the papers of the guy who invented the police called me. He took Safaricom, he took Vodafone to, to court. And Vodafone has awarded him, I don't know how many percent. It's a 30% of all the revenue generated. 
since Please Call Me started in the year 2000. So now he's been awarded trillions of Kenya shillings by the South African court. And Vodafone has to pay. Just one idea has made him a multimillionaire. He will never be poor again. Just one idea. And Safaricom had offered to give him very little money, Vodafone. Very little money. He said, no, I'll go to court. Now because of that, he's a multimillionaire. Divine ideas. May this church be a church of divine ideas. May God just give you one idea that will change your life. Look, God can just tell you to sell sweets. Just sweets. You start selling sweets. Kidogo, kidogo, multimillionaire. Like the guys who do, do KSL, sweets. I know those guys. Like, I know, they are, right now is the fourth generation. Rich. Rich. The guy who, who does a remis. I play with him golf. That Indian guy, he's a very short man. He walks like this. I hope he's not. <laughs> you know we are alive. <laughs> but he can't know. Yeah, very small guy. But he's, he's telling me that business is big. Big like crazy. Divine ideas. Like these, these guys who do water. What is the name of that? Pure Fresh. Now I think Pure Fresh is in any county right now. It's countrywide. They, they brought a revolution of water. You know, never, water never was to be sold for five bob. Right? It was, water was very expensive. Dasani was expensive. Filling the 20 liter was how much? Almost 500 and something. Now you're feeling it is? A hundred bob. So because of that divine idea, the scale of their business has blown up. They're making a lot of money from water. From, from selling water. And it's a, it's a Catholic thing, by the way. It's owned by the Catholic Church. Yeah. Divine idea has made people rich. Ambia jiraniyako, unanga idea? Unanga idea? That's why you're still single. Unalala hapa. Unanga idea? Ungekuwa na idea, right now you will not be single. Yeah. You will know the girl seated next to you, his wife material. And you will be telling her, baby. Ungekuwa na idea, ungekuwa na? My idea. Ungekuwa na idea, ungekuwa na my idea. Lakini juo una idea, auna nini? My idea. Kwa hivyo wewe? Tulia. Kwa sababu unafanya nini? Unalia. But I see God giving you divine ideas. Auta umia tena. You are receiving divine ideas. What makes American young people rich than Kenyan, Kenyan people? Ni my ideas too. Wawa kimezae na madia. Wala kimezae na mai. Asaona. They are rich. Same age like you. Rich. Rich. Wawa kimezae na my idea. My idea. My idea. Kota tafta idea. May God give you a divine idea. Who told you you need to be employed? Who told you you need to be employed? Who told you you need to be employed? Look, in this further revolution, is where they're introducing things like Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency, that's when they're introducing it. Because of the metaverse world. So a lot of people who know what is happening, perhaps are into that thing. Young people, and you see they'll be rich. Then you, you'll be wondering, Sasa sisi ikitu kifanyika, tulikuwa wapi. Tulikuwa wapi kifanyika. I'm not saying that you go and investing in cryptocurrency. At Please don't misquote me. People are funny here. This is Yara Pastor Leongeleo Kitu. 
I'm just talking about what is happening in the world. Yeah, just be wise. Just seek divine idea. Yeah, your divine idea could be something as simple as selling sweets. Can you imagine selling sweets can make you rich? Selling tissue. Tissue. You know tissue is a daily commodity. And as long as human beings are living, tissue will always be in use. Yeah. Tissue is something that will never run out of business. So if I were you, I would start thinking of how to process tissue. By the way, do you know they say, if you want to become rich, go to the poor. Yeah, that's what they say. Do you know, Manu, why, do you know why Manuchanario is rich? He has something for the poor. He has everything that is there available for the rich is also available for the poor, but in small quantities. Poor people have a, have a buying power. Poor people buy every day. Rich don't buy every day. The rich are very selective in their buying. But if you set up a, a shop in ghetto, you are easily to become rich. If you set up a portion mill in the ghetto, you are easily to become rich. Because they have a buying power. They buy every day. That's why they, they, that's why they have a 10 bob. It's a 15 bob. They have a 15 bob. They have a 15 bob. Sugar. Worth 10 shillings. It's there. Who do you think it's for? The poor who have a buying power. It's the poor who supply. The rich. That's why these guys, were, these political people were saying that they need to stop that funding the rich. They come down to the bottom. That's what they're actually saying, in essence. Because it's the poor who supply the masses. If the poor are not there, the rich will not be there. You're the one who's making people rich, my friend. And you buy every day. Every morning. Na crocs. Na sweatpants. Makosa ni yanguke. Na chihuahua chafu. Mnaenda mnanunua, mnarudi, mnapika. You are the one who is making people rich. So if you want to be rich, do the same. Look for a poor neighborhood. Set up something there. You'll be very rich. Why do you think Eastlands has so many flats? Do you know the owners of those flats live in Runda? They don't live in those flats. But they have put up so many flats there. Even here in Rongai, you think the owners of, most of these houses in Rongai, their owners live in Karen. But they are supplying poor people with, with a need. Because they have an idea. Poor people have a need for housing. Let me tap into it. Recently I was reading something in the Daily Nation. No, Business Daily. I, I like reading the Business Daily because it is, it is better than the other one. So, there was a certain lady who was being interviewed. She's a millionaire. So she was asked, what's, what's your money? Where do you get your money? So she's business outside here. This chunk. This is in Mazambabati. The one for 2,000, 1,000. She said she has those ones, 1,000 of them. 1,000 of them. So she said that that's where her money comes from. Because those houses is 2,500. But you have 1,000 of them. How much is that? 2 million per month. 2.5 million per month. Tax free. No tax. So she said, clean money. So she said, when she realized that her friends were not understanding how that business is very legit and stuff like that, she decided she to start a, a barber shop and a spa. So she would set up her office there. So the rich and the bougie would come to meet her there, thinking that's where her money is coming from. 
But in reality, her money is coming from those chunks. And those lands that she has put those chunks, not her land. She just leases land and puts up a slum. They are the one, that's why slums will never finish. Slums are cash cows for people. That's why the government is not quick to finish them. Kibera will never end. Madare will never end. There's a lot of money in those slums. But those money is not for poor people. They have a divine ideas. Flat. Flat ngapi sitakupatia 2.5 million a month. Ni kama ngapi hivi? Ju flat moja inaweza kupatia tuseme 10,000 times 10 houses. Flat moja inaweza kuwa na nyumba ngapi? 20 houses. This is a contractor. So 20 houses and one is 10,000. So 200,000. So for you to 200,000 only. So for you to receive 2.3 million, how many flats do you need to have? You see divine ideas. Divine ideas. The expense of building, and nobody will allow you to build a flat in a leased land. You have to buy. But if you lease land and put Mabat, people will agree. Because Mabat you can remove any time. And it makes you a lot of money. Are you seeing divine ideas? But you don't see that. You are looking for employment. You look for land somewhere in Ushago. Lease it. Put 10 Mabati houses. Tell them it's 2,500. How, how much is that per month? You have 25,000. Pap, your money. And it is not taxed by anybody. You just need to have a, a strong caretaker. A strong one. A strong caretaker. Who will, come, who will come by force and ask people, give me, just like that you become rich. Anachoma, anangoa mlangu, anenda nayo. Anambia, ukilipa, tarudisha mabati. And in 2,500, because people are those low-income houses, people don't like paying. You have to be staff for them to pay. Divine ideas. Look, tithing opens you to that, such kind of ideas. Look, me, if I want to go into business, it's only that the Lord has not led me into that area. I was in business, I stopped, I came into ministry, and I don't feel like Lord is, the Lord is leading me to business. But if I want to go into business, I can be very rich. Because I know I have divine ideas from the Holy Spirit. You just need to look for a few shillings. And you don't even need to start with ten Mabati houses. You can just start with two. Or even one. Then you say, Ikilipa, ikifikisha mezitano, na jenga ingine. Nena nikiongeza, nena nikiongeza, nikiongeza. By the time unajua, you're a rich guy. You've saved a hundred, you're a hundred, you've saved your hundred thousand. Look for somewhere where there's land. Lease. Put ten of them. Every month receive your twenty-five thousand. And say your bank. In ten months, how much do you have? Eh? Two hundred and fifty thousand. You say, let me do another twenty. In one year, you have like fifty, each giving you two thousand five hundred. How much do you have? Per month. Eh? 125,000 per month. Per month. So in one year, how much do you have? Untaxed. You don't, you don't, you don't, don't go declaring to KRA. You're a German landlord. You're a German landlord. You will pay that, I'm telling you. you. You can't see me. Me, I'm a landlord. I'm a landlord. Landlord mama. You sit down. You sit down. You hide and thrive. 
Amunipati. Hey, amunipati. You are, you are on Instagram flossing. See how I become a land they start tracing you. Ladies and gentlemen, the tithing introduces you to divine ideas. We are in the fourth revolution. Think what you will do with the metaverse. Create something. Because the metaverse will be so big. Why are we waiting for Americans to be the one developing us to become consumers? Right now, even Facebook has changed its name to Meta. Because the whole world is moving towards that direction. And you see rich people coming from that. It's not like we are not exposed to those things. Those things, you can learn them on YouTube. You can learn those things on YouTube. You, you are a software student, but you don't know how to code. You know theory. You can't do that. Tell me you can't do that. Teach yourself. Tell me teach yourself. Yeah, do something. Tell me do something. Decide to become rich. Because it's a decision. If you never, if you never decide to become rich, imagine you not become rich. Being rich is a decision. And it starts by deciding to pay your tithe. When you start, look, the day I decided to pay my tithe, I decided becoming rich. I'm not saying I'm rich, but I'm, I'm rich. I'm not saying I'm rich, but I'm rich. <laughs> if you know what you... If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But the day I decided to become rich, I became rich. Because I decided to pay my tithe. I was faithful in it. Right now, I can afford a few things here and there. I'm not like you. There are things I don't pray for now. But I used to pray for them then. So if you do what I did, you can easily become like me. That's simple. I'm giving you the same st steps I used. If you'll be faithful in using those steps, you'll get where I am. It's a matter of time. Maximum 10 years, you'll see what God will have done in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, those are the seven. The tithe.